This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. अंग्रेज अपना लगान और न्यूज लॉन्ड्री अपना हफ्ता कभी नहीं छोड़ते वेलकम टू अनादर एपिसोड ऑफ हफ्ता वी ब्रिंग यू द हफ्ता फ्रॉम प्री डिजर्टेड ऑफिस लाइक मोस्ट पीपल इन द कंट्री आई होप मोस्ट पीपल इन द कंट्री वी आर ऑल्सो वर्किंग फ्रॉम होम वी जस्ट कम हेयर फॉर दिस रिकॉर्डिंग एंड आई गेस टू फिगर हाउ वी गो प्लान द नेक्स्ट फ्यू मंथ्स बिफोर आई गो व हेडलाइंस विच इज गोन बी प्रोडोमिनेटली अबाउट द करोना वायरस लेट मी इंट्रोड्यूस आ पैनल टू यू विथ मी इन ऑफिस मनीषा पांडे and mehraj i hope you guys Hi. are completely clear of any viruses hello hopefully hopefully you only can say that we'll find hopefully. out only god will uh, joining us Tell on us. the phone line is sohasini haider many of you who listen to this podcast know her well she is the diplomatic editor for the hindu she writes on foreign policy before this she was foreign affairs editor and she had a prime time show on cnn ibn she had world view with sohasini haider and she has received several journalism awards including the prem bhartia award and was part of the cnn team that won the columbia dupont broadcast journalism award welcome sohasini i hope you're well thanks so much and thank you for doing this uh, over what might be a faulty line but at least we we are doing the social distancing thing yes and i think so far your intro was quite clear we heard you loud and clear also joining us importantly at a time like this is dr arjun dang He is the chief executive officer of Dr. Dang's lab in Delhi. He has completed his MBBS and MD in pathology and also done a clinical fellowship in liver pathology from King's College Hospital London with a special interest in the field of oncology. He has done extensive work in the triple negative breast carcinoma. So I hope I pronounced that correctly but I'm sure the doctor carcinoma. will correct me. And also has publications on medullary carcinoma. 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 Okay, and has done various presentations related to primary adenocarcinoma of lung and de-differentiate. Okay, these are words <laughs> I can't pronounce. Uh, Doctor, right. welcome. <laughs> That's all right. And also, um, I just found out actually that that uh, he's also Doctor Dang from the lab where I have been getting tested ever since I developed diabetes. So welcome. Thank you, Avinandan. Thank you for that brief uh, introduction, and I excuse all your pronunciations because definitely that's not your field of expertise, and I completely understand. And thank you for having me on the podcast. Right. So uh, let me just start off with what made the headlines this week, and then we will get into the discussion. As expected, across the world, COVID nineteen is making headlines. It is changing our life like nothing ever has, at least in my lifetime. if madhu was here she tell me if she has experienced something like that in hers but she told me that she hasn't yesterday while i was speaking with her there have been uh, we india has crossed 200 cases 14 people have been discharged and recovered uh, we have uh, recorded five deaths so far meanwhile italy has bypassed china in the number of deaths hmm. uh, the who suggests testing every suspected case india adopts a different approach maybe dr dank can tell us a little bit about why that is Maharashtra came up with this stamping mechanism we'll talk a little bit about that in detail T3 our international airport saw some rather ruckus scenes which were disturbing but i guess at times like this a little bit of this can be expected let's see how that gets handled apparently we are ramping up testing mechanisms in kolkata a man fell ill after a drinking cow urine party which was organized and a bjp leader <laughs> who organized has been arrested yeah meanwhile as we speak Kamal Nath has resigned I believe. Yeah, he's resigned. Uh so he clearly will not pass the floor test. Yeah, and BJP just... apparently has the numbers. They have about 
106 and the majority mark is 104 because 16 have resigned so the the, yeah. the amount of uh, mlas has yeah, come 22 down 22 inc rebels yeah, resigned I mean, he last wouldn't night. have resigned if he had if the numbers had, yeah. that's yeah. clear and uh, former chief justice of india ranjan gogoi was sworn in as a member of parliament among chants of shame shame uh, the telegraph newspaper based out of bengal has received a press council notice for a headline that they did which we shall talk about in a little more detail and this morning all four rapists and murderers of jyoti singh in delhi were hanged at tehar after 7 years since they committed the crime uh, the government has sought the call data records uh, cellular operators have red flagged the surveillance state that we're in meanwhile the yes bank crisis seems to have been resolved for now and the moratorium of cash withdrawals is over if we have time we'll talk about that but we'll focus on the more pressing matters meanwhile the delhi high court has ordered dna test of the bodies found after delhi violence we have a report on all the bodies that are found in drains uh, you can check out a really comprehensive report that news laundry has done on this which ayush and basant have worked on right mm. and it is uh, it took them a long time to do that i highly recommend you watch that report and it is because we are funded by subscribers that we can do such reports so may i please request you to pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served when advertisers pay advertisers served so let me get straight into covid first dr dang uh, two specific questions yeah. one why is india uh, you know doing this testing regime like while uh, many international commentators are saying every suspect case should be tested here we are saying only those who have a travel history or have come in direct yes. contact with someone who has been diagnosed is it because yes. of a lack of machines and does that actually solve the problem or will there be a lot sure. of undetected cases amongst us and we should be very worried sure sure so uh, abhinandan thanks for the very very relevant question that the citizens of india are all of them are asking and also need to understand so i will start with a quick overview of the stages of any particular pandemic like all of us understand pandemic is an infectious disease that travels over the globe and has multiple countries that are affected by it so when we talk about the stages or the levels or the categories of any particular pandemic it starts with stage 1 that is the first stage to start with so the first stage is an imported stage where what i can actually explain is that initially uh, as all of you know when uh, covid 19 hit india it was the imported cases that is the foreigners or the people's people who had gone abroad and were returning to the country with the infection so that was stage 1 then it went to stage 2 that we are currently in that is the localized or the cluster infections now that would indicate like the family in agra or the uh, big group of people from italy who were all tested positive that was the cluster or the localized stage now the stage 3 that is the uh, that is the community stage and stage 4 that is the epidemic stage some people also call them 3 and 4 under one umbrella of the community spread and as you must have been uh, reading about it community spread is the stage that is actually extremely dangerous so what community uh, spread means and where we aren't right now and may god forbid that we reach it is that asymptomatic people that is people who don't have any fever and cough will also test for the positive uh, for the covid 19 so the right. protocols that have been laid down by the who and the cdc clearly indicate that in stage two of the infection the testing criteria that is to be followed is what you've just mentioned and i'll just elaborate on it there is anyone who has symptoms of covid 19 along with a history of travel to the affected areas 
or with uh, with history of contact with someone who's a diagnosed case of covid-19 is only to be tested but as i say that the icmr is also monitoring whether india is in the community stage and they've done random sampling of mm. around 100 people who didn't have any symptoms or any uh, covid-19 like symptoms and luckily all of them fortunately have tested negative so they have confirmed that they are not in stage 3 and in stage 2 the current testing criteria that is being followed is is the correct thing to do apart from this also you did uh, mention a lack of testing capacity in the country versus the huge population that we have i would completely agree with you that judicious testing is the need of the r and moving forward also as long as we are in stage 2 we should stick to this criteria okay uh, i just had one more question and i understand i mean you're a doctor yes. you have to do doctory and not necessarily take on uh, you know just be campaigning and asking the government questions which is our job actually but a few days ago we were discussing in office that i know for a fact cuz a doctor told me that they had testing kits available but the government had mm-hmm. not allowed them to use it so if you can tell us i mean understand if you can't talk about it why no i will definitely i will i will definitely talk about this because what you're saying so why, from so, a lay person's point of view yeah. if i was in your place i'd be asking the same question and it is a very lo- logical apprehension and a question that you have here now it is not as uh, black and white as you are mentioning it now every test is run by a particular set of reagents or kit but with covid 19 the particular strain of the virus that has been found to be positive in india is of a particular type now the test that is being done by the various government institutes and also the mother lab that is niv in pune is testing for a particular strain that has been found to be present in india to maintain uniformity and the quality of the tests being done by every private player that is if the government allows us in the coming few days the kits that are being used has to be approved by niv pune so that we are not getting erratic false positives and false neg- ne- ne- negatives everywhere in every city because that will re- uh, lead to further chaos and panic so even if the kits are available the machines are ready the train manpower and infrastructure is present the validation of the kits is a very essential step that the government needs to guide us about and also laying down the sop that is the standard operating procedure and the safety norms also need to be clearly indicated to the private laboratories testing for the particular covid because we want to uh, benefit the nation with our services and if this is not done in a controlled and regulated manner mark my words if this is not if the testing is not done in a controlled and regulated manner we will actually go from the frying pan to the fire and it will no way help in actually detecting cases if not done in the correct way so you're saying it, there's a scientific reason and it's not a pr exercise basically a thousand percent i would agree with the government and also also right now the validation procedure is uh, going on in niv pune and we are getting regular updates and there are multiple 
multiple vendors who kits are in queue and as soon as any of the vendors get their kits approved and NIV stamps it as reg uh, regulated and the private labs can start using it, then there are multiple private labs who are very well equipped to do the test. Also, Abhinandan, what you should keep in mind here, it's, it's not just about putting the test here. It has a pre-analytical and a post-analytical phase in it that is extremely crucial. The pre-analytical meaning the person who's collecting the sample also has to have all the safety norms in place because this is such a contagious and virulent yeah. virus that it can travel to healthcare professionals at a very fast rate because they are exposed at very uh, short distances from the patient. And also post-analytically, that is once you run the sample, how are you discarding, discarding the samples? That's also extremely important. So for you to understand, testing is just a small piece of the puzzle. We have to look at the entire scenario and put our best foot forward. Right. Thanks. Uh, so, Hasin, you know, if I could just come to you, there is, I mean, of course, you could weigh in on how you think this has been um, covered by the media. Uh, one specific thing on the foreign, since you are also an area expert in foreign relations, you know, I don't know whether you saw Donald Trump's press conference where he referred to it as the Chinese flu. Now, I dislike Donald Trump. I know many people do. And, you know, uh, people were thought it was xenophobic and of course when he says it I'm sure there is a certain tongue-in-cheek you know he, he likes to be provocative but if the Spanish flu could be called the Spanish flu a are, are there any you know foreign foreign relation impact of this and in your view you think the coverage of it and especially how the governments have reacted in India is at par with how they've reacted in other parts of the world to the last part because it comes directly from where Dr. Diane was speaking. You know, in, in terms of uh, what the government decided to do was clearly not to go the route of many other countries like South Korea, Japan, where they said test, test, test. Instead, they are trying to isolate India in a sense and make sure that nobody with the virus gets in or as few as possible get in. So what are the things that the government actually did and then you can judge them. You know, over time, we will all know what worked and what didn't. Um, but the government, first of all, has uh, canceled the visas of all foreigners. So that if you want to come to India, you have to get a special visa. This includes OCIs. Um, you know, overseas citizens of India can no longer come on the basis of their OCI, even though it was a lifelong uh, uh, sort of passport given to them, a lifelong visa given to them. Um, and uh, so they, they stopped the foreigners from coming in. Uh, the second phase was really to stop flights from countries that saw a high uh, rate of the epidemic. Um, and then the, the third has been uh, uh, what we've seen in the last couple of days, which is to even stop passengers. They've already stopped passengers of any kind, Indians or foreigners from about 37 countries. And as of this weekend, as of Sunday, what we're going to see is actually all of them, all the flights completely stop until um, uh, until the end of the month. Uh, so you're seeing that the government is really trying to isolate India. Now, does this work? Uh, is this going to be uh, the best way to do it? Do we still need to test inside India? And are we getting the full picture? Those are questions that remain uh, to be answered. But remember that India has been unique in this. Uh, today, the United States, for example, has put in uh, has has put in uh, a, a new travel advisory level four, saying that really we are going to stop anyone from coming into the U.S. But saying very particularly, all American citizens need to come home. India is not doing that. India is saying 
all Indian citizens, everyone else who wants to come to India, don't come. Stay put where you are. It's causing a lot of hardships. There are businessmen stuck in uh, cities around the world. There are Indian students who have been locked out of their own colleges, uh, who have really nowhere to go, but have been told by the government, we can't take you back right now. What is the status of these people? Because I had some relatives who were at the London airport and they were told that they, you can't go. Although the Indian citizens had just gone there to visit their daughter. And their concern was like while they can stay there. They, but they, they just have uh, two days in order to try and get uh, permission from the government to come. But actually, if you're in the UK, you're in one of 37 countries. That includes all of Europe. It includes the EU FTA partners, Switzerland, uh, Norway, uh, I think Liechtenstein as well. Uh, so you would not be able to, uh, you would not actually be able to travel to India at this time unless you get some very special dispensation, which is, which is unlikely. Um, and so you really have to make your own way. The Indian uh, embassies are trying to help. I know in many capitals, the Indian embassy has uh, got subsidized accommodation for people. Um, but but this is, again, a different problem. Uh, you know, in places like Manila, I think in parts of Southeast Asia, hotels are no longer taking guests. Right. So you really have to so have a, a, get a lot of help in order to do this. Uh, for the moment, those people are stuck. And I think unless they can come back by the 22nd, certainly until the 29th, there are no flights that are going to come in. Um, and this is causing a lot of heartburn. We heard from one uh, Indian who literally put out a video uh, uh, today on Twitter saying, you know, uh, help me. I'm an Indian. Let me come home. My family needs me back. I can't stay. Uh, we spoke to another uh, person who was uh, similarly locked out, was an OCI, but was locked out and um, essentially needs his medication, which he doesn't have access to in another country. Uh, so, so it's causing some problems. We have spoken to the Ministry of External Affairs. We spoke to the government about these cases. And they're basically saying, look, we have to look at the greater good. We have to try and ensure that people don't come in and then spread the virus inside India. Their own loved ones would right. actually be much worse off if they were to come back with uh, the virus in any way. So this is a choice India has made. Uh, when you look at uh, those in Iran and Italy, two of the countries worst hit apart from China, uh, what India did was essentially stop flights from there, uh, stop people coming on flights from there, and then uh, actually sent out teams to test people in Iran and Italy. Now, there are hundreds of people over there. So obviously, this is taking time. It's been a couple of weeks. Right. Um, but, but this is the course the government has decided. Very quickly on the point about Mr. Trump and what he said, uh, you know, there is a basic logic for why you don't use the origins of a place uh, as the name of a virus, even if you use it colloquially. And that is because there might be more than one virus coming out of that place. Uh, so you'd have to, you know, give it maybe one, two, three, that sort of uh, name. Uh, and that's why they don't name it. Uh, I think when Mr. Trump is speaking about the Chinese virus, as he calls it, uh, there is a political angle to it. Because if you notice, Mr. Trump also brought out a campaign um, a pamphlet straight after he used the term Chinese virus and said, you know, what are the Democratic contenders doing? What is Mr. Biden doing? He is actually pro-China. Mm. Um, so this is part of the election campaign in the U.S., this usage of the word, particularly at a time when it does look like the government in the U.S. was caught napping and came late into the game, if you like, uh, in terms of countering the coronavirus. They were actually playing down the threat from right. the coronavirus uh, and now you're looking at about 10,000 cases there. Uh, so we'll discuss the political angle a little more. Dr. Dang has to leave us because I'm sure he has more important stuff to do. But before you go, Manisha, Miraj, you have any other questions before uh, Dr. Dang leaves us with a recommendation? Yeah, uh, so uh, Dr. Dang, 
you were talking yes. about uh, testing capacity right now government has yes. decided on a course so what i want to know is if it needs to be scaled up massively and it looks like it is go- mm-hmm. going to have to be so does that yes. capacity exist like if has right now uh, the numbers the bbc has put out is they'll be doing around 8000 tests a day in mm-hmm. a country like india i mean if 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 it spreads let's hope it doesn't but if it spreads 8000 tests a day is very less or have i got it wrong okay so um i i hope i've understood your question well but this is also something that i have answered before and so basically this is a hypothetical situation where we are trying to prepare ourselves for the worst case scenario that the infection actually reaches that state that we'll need to start testing even asymptomatic people i, I would definitely agree with the audience that says that we might have a lack of kits not only because of the current inventory but also mainly because of the supply chain that's being affected due to major travel bans so if you look at the vendors who supply these kits and world renowned vendors mostly most of them are either situated out of europe or out of china so the supply chain and the logistics that is there will would have taken a hit so it would be an uphill battle to get uh, even more kits than we already have and there would be a trickling of kits so i would agree with the fact that maybe we uh, we'll we'll fall short of kits but most of the reason that we need to judiciously judiciously test only the ones that actually fit the criteria of the current stage of the pandemic and not test everyone okay all right and can you give us a sense of what is like india's indigenous capacity to make these tests and ventilators and what is what is it like is it entirely dependent on say china and other places or is there some local capacity also so so there is huge amounts of local capacity but like what i mentioned to you it would depend on what the government or niv pune regulates and authorizes because the strain of the virus is such that we need to have uniform reporting in every lab made by kashmir or kanyakumari also another point that i would like to make here and a lot of people are making comparisons with south korea testing regimes also is that there is a particular rapid test now this rapid test tests you for the particular antibody and not for the viral load so i know it might be a little difficult for you to understand so i'm going to break it up in very simple terms so uh, antibodies are basically proteins that are formed in the body when you're exposed to any particular infection bacteria or a virus or any infection and the viral load is the count of the virus virus is rna that is a genetic material of the virus in your blood or your body so the rapid testing kit that people are saying that can be done hugely and has been done in other countries as well would indicate herd immunity now also for our listeners to understand what is herd immunity herd immunity is basically the same antibodies that i was just explaining to you that develop when you are exposed to any particular infection or you get a vaccine off so for example i'll explain it with reference to swine flu so when swine flu started and it was called a pandemic and there were a lot of people getting infected by it and, sl- and slowly we've seen now that it comes on a yearly basis 
and a very small number of people get affected. Why is that? That is only because of herd immunity, immunity that has developed in the population by people developing the antibodies. Now, the rapid testing kit that gives results in a few minutes and costs a few hundred rupees basically tests you for the antibodies. For India to start that rapid testing kit would not be appropriate right now because currently we are trying to identify people who actually will develop symptoms and will get into that critical state so we can handle them and give them treatment. How long do so these antibodies, how, how long does this take? I mean, is it a few months process or does this actually take years? No, it will take many months to go away. So the uh, antibody uh, rapid testing kit is not relevant here. And uh, I want everyone to understand that because um, in a few days, in a few weeks, I do hope that the private labs will start testing. And to go for the RT-PCR test, that is polymerase chain reaction test, that tells you the viral load is the most appropriate one in these cases. Okay, Manisha, you have yeah, anything? Yeah, I just had one, uh, two questions, quick ones. Yes. One is following up on your herd immunity uh, thing. Yes. I've, I've been reading a lot about it and a lot of doctors seem mm-hmm. to believe that you are going to get the corona. It's just a question of when. And uh, exactly. what we have to do now is just postpone it. So do you see it also like that? And, and the second um, question... So- hmm. So, so, so you have a relevant point here. Now, now everyone, not everyone, but a large majority will be exposed to the virus. Like you've already read and you understand that it does not affect healthy people in the age group up till maybe 50 or 60. So the main danger here is even me being a doctor, I can tell you that every day when I go home, I have my grandfather who's in his 90s and I don't meet him until I go to my room, I shower, I go down with a mask. He asks me every day, why are you wearing a mask? Because it's just that the transfer or the transmission of the virus to someone elderly in that age group can be disastrous for them. A lot of people in India and Delhi would have already had the infection, had a mild fever, got over it. But that doesn't mean that we can be careless because we have to be careful for all the elderly people around us so that we don't give them the infection and they can have major but in the in the process of developing this herd immunity are we just going to lose yes. a lot of lives is because this i mean is it going to be unlike any other pandemic earlier for example swine flu i'm just wondering if we're just going to lose a lot of people and if the death rate is going to be far more than any other pandemic in this case for us to so, even rely on herd immunity as you know the final sort of way so, to Sure. So, so let me let me just give a fair comparison with the Spanish flu that you've also been discussing in the uh, podcast. Now, at the time of Spanish flu in 1918, there were close to 30, 35 million deaths, and uh, at that time, the ma- there were two major differences: one in our favor and one against us. The one in our favor right now is that obviously after 100 years, we have a lot of developed medicines and science and testing capacities and knowledge. But on the other hand, if you actually look at it, the number of air travel or the number of flights in 1918 compared to now were comparatively zilch. So since this is an imported disease, for it to spread over the world, it has a much higher probability now compared to 100 years back. But yes, mortality, again, coming to your question, is going to be concentrated in the elderly and the immunocompromised, like all of us already know. But to comment on an exact number would be difficult. But compared to the MERS and the SARS, now these were two earlier pandemics that we've seen. SARS had a fatality rate of close to 10%. MERS was around 
around, I think, 6%. And now this would be around 2 to 3%. So it has a low fatality rate, but a much higher uh, uh, speed of transmission, what we call is how contagious it is. So a simple cough or a simple sneeze and a simple shake of the hands or opening a particular uh, doorknob can get it transmitted to the next person. Thanks, doctor. Um, we'll hey, could let I you ask play. a question? Sure, sure, yes, sure go ahead. Please, please. I just wanted to get a sense from you of do you think we'll mm -hmm. even know you know, what are the, uh, what will we ever find out how many people mm -hmm. actually do have coronavirus in India? I ask this because we all know one and a half million people, I think, around the world die yes. of tuberculosis, for example. A third of those yes. are Indians. Um, so yes. would we know people will die of tuberculosis, they'll die of something else? Um, we might not ever test them for coronavirus. No, with with uh, with ample amount of knowledge of the particular pandemic and testing capacities and knowledge, and with the WHO and CDC and even the Ministry of Health looking at it very closely, I am sure in the uh, next few months and years to come, the very specific symptoms that it actually has, especially when it reaches the shortness of breath and actually pneumonia that it causes, we will have COVID-19 and the top differential diagnosis in any good tertiary care center in Delhi. So the, the rate of detection will be good. But then again, on the flip side, the symptoms do overlap with the common flu. So uh, we should have COVID-19 in the top differential, especially someone who develops any shortness, shortness of breath or pneumonia-like symptoms. Right. right. Thanks. Sure. Thank you. Thanks, Doc. Any recommendation for our listeners before you yes. say bye? Yes. So, um, basically, I saw this documentary on Netflix a few days back. It's called Pandemic. So, it basically explains uh, to the people watching how it is for the healthcare workers and also for the patients during a pandemic and about the Spanish flu, about the H1N1 flu, about smaller cities and metropolitan cities, etc. So, it would be a good watch if you have a time. It's a long uh, season with many episodes. I've seen a few and I thought it was relevant for, for our viewers to watch and comment. Right. Thanks so much. Uh, good luck Great. with tackling this and thank, thank you. you for your service and what you do. Thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure being on the podcast, guys. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Thank you. That was really insightful and very helpful. Yep. Now, moving on with the politics of it. Um, Modi ji. Now, Modi ji's address yesterday. Now, uh, let me just put out the context for those of our overseas listeners who may not have seen the full half an hour speech of his. Modi ji came for half an hour yesterday and I guess the whole country was glued onto it and basically said that this is serious. People stay indoors, avoid contact. And Sunday he has called for a voluntary janta curfew. It is not an enforced curfew, but he's requested everybody to stay indoors and in the evening at five o'clock come to the balconies and clap. People have compared it with... Uh, you know, Kerala's chief minister putting out that they've put about 20,000 crore. This is what they've done. Specifics of how they're doing to tackle it. Some have compared it with Justin Trudeau's address, which was, I think, about five, ten minute address. Uh, so, of course, the Modi haters will say nothing Modi does is right. People like Vivek Agnihotri have tweeted that Modi ji is the best person in the world to manage a disaster. So, I guess the truth lies somewhere between. So, first, let me ask uh, uh, Suhasini and then the rest of the panel. What do you think of that address yesterday? Would would you rank from a 0 to 10? Where would you rank it? And what should he have said beyond what he did? Or should he have not said certain things? Okay, so, Avinandan, um, I, I, I have to say, you know, firstly, Mr. Modi gave everyone a 24-hour time lag in between the time that he announced it and the time that he actually had the speech. I think this was a big mistake because it clearly led to a lot of panic in the country. 
uh, people expecting that an 8 p.m. announcement by Prime Minister Modi will mean something is going to be shut down, something could be closed down, uh, shops might be shut. So you saw panic buying in cities across the country. You saw people um, stocking up on fuel. You saw medicines, pharmacies, groceries just go empty uh, in a matter of a few hours. So I, I do think that the prime minister's media handlers need to consider this particular time at a time when everyone's so nervous and jumpy. Um, maybe what you just need to do is ease in people and say, you know, it's like the monkey bath that the prime minister is going to speak in, in his normal um, uh, way that he does. Uh, I, I also think that uh, how you grade what, uh, what Mr. Modi said really depends on what you were expecting from the speech. I think you did get that assurance, if uh, that's what you were looking for, that the prime minister feels that this is a, uh, a pandemic that's being taken seriously by the government, but it isn't something that the government is overwhelmed by. However, if you were expecting him to lay out a specific, specific details on what the government's doing, where they think the, uh, the actual pandemic has reached in India, whether it's a local transmission, what it is about a community transmission, that should really worry us, or whether you were expecting them to make a specific, uh, you know, uh, give a specific government programs, I think you might have been disappointed. Uh, what I saw from a lot of the reaction to the prime minister's speech is people, uh, you know, sort of being very positive about what he said in terms of keeping the older people indoors, uh, uh, speaking about being more compassionate in general, but in particular to people who work for you, give people time off uh, if needed. So those are much needed things for him to say. Uh, the appreciation for healthcare workers, I think, um, is very important. Uh, and of course, we've seen in other countries like Spain and France and Italy, where people who are stuck inside their homes on complete lockdown, uh, you know, uh, 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 organized a sort of community applause and everybody clapped at one particular time for them. Uh, Mr. Modi's plan for Sunday, which is to, you know, everybody will clap hands or uh, thali bajao or uh, ghanti bajao at 5 p.m. Uh, does seem a little symbolic. It does seem a little uh, like tokenism. Uh, but I guess if the message goes through that we do appreciate health workers, emergency workers who are working at a time nobody else really wants to, um, then, that, then that is very important. All in all, I would say uh, Mr. Modi lacked on substance in his speech. So I wouldn't give him any marks for that. But I would certainly say it was a very reassuring speech. Uh, and I think those who wanted to be reassured probably went away feeling that. Uh, Manisha, hmm. you want to weigh in? I mean, I will say this is the first speech of Mr. Modi where I saw humility. Otherwise, no matter what he's announcing, there is a certain... He uses me very often. Even if I say he never says hum ya hamari sarkar. He refers to himself as... Yeah, he did the, look jittery. The prime, the, 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 he's, he's the alpha. Uh, he I noticed he did not do any of that. There was a certain, uh, you know, Main aap se kuch aaya hun. there was that humility. He didn't seem like the guy. But I did think that the ghanta bajao, whatever, thali bajao is a test to see to what extent we'll obey. I think one of the main problems that I had with the speech was that we're just borrowing something from the Western world without seeing whether it applies to us or not. And this is the kind of stress that's being put on home quarantining and self-isolation. And I just want to read a few statistics from the census, which says that the average household size in India is a little below five members. Census data on size of dwelling units show that only 5% of Indian houses have five or more rooms, which means that 69% of Indian houses have only one or two rooms. And in Western countries, even the poorer uh, households offer one room per person. 
and you don't need to i mean you don't need to read the census data for this also if you just look at any of the juggies around you communities share toilets one fam one room would house like five to six families from elders to kids so this home quarantine thing i think it's it's just really like we are just not thinking about how it's going to work in india i don't think it can work in india what he should have done i think there should have been more stress on sanitation i think there should be massive sanitation drives you know maybe even giving free disinfectants in communities and uh, slum areas or even like i mean rich people can buy it themselves but i think there should have been just more stress on sanitation and some concrete measures on what is the state going to do this is all ki what will you do for the state but what is the state going to do what is the economic package going to look like i think it was nice that he said that you know be nice to your domestic help or whatever and make sure you don't cut their wage but what economic stimuli are you going to give or what are you thinking about in terms of an economic package or even with testing i thought that maybe he'll talk say something about testing where all you could test or if you're going to involve the private labs in it so i think yeah again high on emotion and very fatherly speech you know like oh come let's sing and join hands and do all that but low on substance i thought justin trudeau's speech was way more comforting even though it won't affect me i mean yeah. at least that, that that seemed like you know there's a concrete plan that the country is coming up to deal with whatever yeah, is happening also trump putting aside 1 trillion dollars yeah as a stimulus package you know to just make sure that the economy doesn't come to grinding halt and people have some money to spend uh, and uh, boris johnson said that i keep saying boris yeltsin Boris Johnson said that we you know we request our businesses to stand by their employees because we will stand by the businesses. Yeah. Now like in the, there India was no comfort already they have I, I know for a fact many people I know have shut down certain businesses um certain businesses that I am aware of first hand are already planning layoffs in the next 3 months. This is something I don't think our government even has a plan to address or the capacity to I do think that today's times of India is a very telling piece of what is to follow Mehraj you can come in after this sorry to yeah, yeah. come in it there is a three page ad of Yogi Adityanath and he's been putting full page ads every day he's also writing op-eds he and, wrote four op-eds yeah so today the three page ads i think going forward every news organization will only have government ads to survive because the private sector is fucked they will not be able to support and the first place where they cut down you know not every abinandan remember the the government doesn't uh, yeah. necessarily uh, advertise in every news <laughs> that's true. sorry yes <laughs> but i think uh, that is in my view from the news point of view very dangerous and not just for the bjp aap has been pelowing three page ads if you remember before the, the election. elections yes i mean every day there was a half page smiling kejriwal greeting us from some page or the other sometimes it was a full page i'm sure in other states it'll be likewise and bengal it'll be likewise i think the danger to news ecosystem is pretty significant yeah with the private sector if they shrink advertising and they will they will the it's never, so the only people who will have an ad budget is the governments from around the country and then expect and total so yeah obedience. so therefore again i keep saying unless the public pays the public won't be served but mehraj about the speech so i agree with manisha completely and this is not just about like people living in unsanitary conditions they can't quarantine what about people who have to go out work that day to eat they right. can't eat unless they go out to work and that's like 70 80% of the population in this country in fact, this ola and uber cab drivers have said please do something you know 
are EMIs because they're not getting from making thousand two thousand a day. They're making two hundred, three hundred a day. Exactly. Not just them. The the factory workers, the rickshaw fellows, the radi walas, the daily wage workers. What are they going to do? I mean, it's fine to say, okay, go and sit inside your home and clap at like monkeys at five o'clock. That's fine. But what about these people? <laughs> I mean, the 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 problem with the speech is, I mean, we have to disabuse ourselves of the notion that it was a. speech it was a address to the nation it wasn't it was an address to the top 10 15% of the country the upper caste upper class upper middle class people who basically have all the privilege in this in this country there are clues throughout the only like practical suggestion he gave is don't go to the hospital if you have like routine checkups call up the family doctor are you kidding me how many people in this country have family doctors good point uh, mm. he was clearly talking to us don't give yeah don't give your uh, maids and other people uh, so he wasn't talking don't, to the maids don't cut their wages what does that mean and what is he going to do aapki daya dikha do yes what is he going to do if yeah, if so. people actually cut their wages which is, is going to happen the yeah. thing also, like uh, you I mean, said if i could add to maraj and what he's saying uh, even the idea of coming out on your balcony or your roof uh to clap hands uh, really denotes a, a middle class society hmm. uh, obviously you don't want a lot of people to come out on the roads and start clapping if the whole purpose of that day is social distancing yeah and elective surgery i mean just that word i mean there was this story during the delhi riots this one person whose father was uh, like injured he took him to a hospital hospital did the basic treatment then said take him to another hospital because if you admit him here you'll have to pay 5000 bucks he didn't have 5000 bucks he was taking him to another hospital he died on the way and elective surgery you're talking about and quarantine which which people are going to sit at home the people the displaced people in delhi who were displaced by the violence where are they going to go so this was i mean i actually watched the speech yesterday and then i thought maybe i missed something because i didn't see hear any concrete proposals even like clowns such as donald trump and boris johnson are coming out with concrete solutions right now mm. i mean the if the leader comes out right now he has to say this is the section of society who won't be getting their wages let's do this thing for them these are the people who won't be getting their rations let's do this thing for them these are the people living in very vulnerable conditions let's do this thing for them instead of it it's like you remember i mean i the vibe i got was either it's like a nero fiddling while rome burned and he's asking all of rome to just cheer him on as he does it and there's this this whole idea about okay i'm asking you for this i'm asking you for this you remember those uh, 80s 90s big big grade hindi movies there's this generic thakur ji ka character thakur saab and he says gaon walo aapne meri har baat mani aaj tak ab main aakhri qurbani chahta hu aapse what the hell man <laughs> the one good thing though here is that at least in terms of concrete measure at least the yogi adityanath government said that we'll be paying the government will be paying daily wage labor good for and the money that they use so Yeah. At least, like, yeah, that's a concrete thing Those that we things. will pay. We yeah, will like Kerala is doing. I mean, mm. and let's hope and pray to God that this doesn't come to that. But even what Kerala is proposing now, if the like all the models work out the way they are saying, and if we follow the examples of other countries, even that is going to be so so little. It's not going to be enough. Mm. What even Kerala is doing, they're basically paying fifty-five percent of the population. And here, this guy is saying, okay, let's 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 clap. Right. So um, now, one thing that I had predicted yesterday was that Yogi Adityanath or Ajay Singh Bisht will have to cancel the Yodhya Mela because he can't go ahead with that without making Modi look silly, and that has happened this morning. I think Modi would not want to announce that because it would hit his popularity. Now, how Indians? Some Indians have behaved irresponsibly in Kolkata. There was this IS officer's son who landed, partied from Oxford, came here, Oxford partied return. again. And could possibly have infected a bunch of people. His mother, who's an IS officer, attended office, so they were distant. 
and Mamta Banerjee's justifiably livid. Then in Maharashtra, some people who had that stamp of home quarantine boarded a train, train and decided to head off. Uh, and Manisha. there's one recent case coming out from Lucknow where this singer Kanika Kapoor, she came back from United Kingdom. She hid her travel history from authorities. She stayed at a five star and attended a party with hundred people. And has and she, she's tested positive. She's tested positive. This this hiding so, travel histories is happening all over. We actually have a report coming out today. Hmm. Uh, we spoke to a lot of health officials who are on the ground going to screen people and test people, and they're saying we go to somebody's house. We know they have come from abroad, and we go and they either say. they'll like the family will say they're not here and we call them and they'll say we're out of stay, city or like they'll say we never left the city and then they have to dig up their phone records to show that you actually were outside oh my god that's like really really bad so in like kerala nightmare. i mean despite all the great things they are doing i mean despite all the civic consciousness they have they had to file criminal cases against three people because they're being like now, idiots like now this now that's it's a very i think it's a very typical desi attitude now one thing that i i'm kind of on the fence on actually i'm not on the fence i actually don't think there's anything wrong with it and uh, i know sonia uh, varma ndtv uh, managing editor had tweeted that that how can you stamp people on the hand for home quarantine and some people had said that this is equivalent to you know the star of david that happened it triggers that kind of stuff <laughs> oh please um i i think there's nothing wrong cuz you have to have some separator like are you saying people who jews don't go to night clubs because at least when i was young in delhi i mean when i used to go to night clubs i don't know if they still do that i haven't been to one in like 15 20 years but you stamp your you wrist stamped, yeah So, are you saying people don't go to nightclubs because it triggers something? I mean, is isn't this? And what uh, this, do you do? I mean, you no, have to come up. So they put those bands around. Yeah, they put your bands. So they do. So what's wrong with that? So Hasini, is this like needless outrage over like anything? Like, are we again being overwoke, which is a problem of the twenty twenties? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think that in a situation like this, you better have to tell people that uh, if they are being stamped, they they do know that they're not. Uh, they're not entitled to behave exactly as they please. Um, remember, people are not being let back into the country at all. Um, so, so to uh, to and, and Indians are, uh, you know, one Indian died in Iran. There are 254 cases just in that area in Iran yeah. uh, near Qom of Indian coronavirus affected people. Uh, they're not being allowed into the country. simply because they already have uh, tested positive for it now there are so many people who are coming in who may even test negative today but in a week from now will have uh, shown the symptoms and they would already be infected so uh, to to minimize the threat from that by saying oh i don't want to stamp on my hand i think that is a bit much um i i, I do think what we need though uh, abhinandan i would say it's just a bit of empathy you know we've been doing stories for the last couple of weeks about people who uh, you know uh, are for some reason slipping through the cracks or are not being helped um i remember when people in the airports got angry because they were spending 4 5 hours you know waiting for a coronavirus test uh, and yet um, uh, you know were obviously in very jammed areas you saw those pictures of the terminal where there are queues and queues and yeah. and people in close proximity there must have been people without masks people who were coughing it was an uncomfortable place to be and uh, you know the moment those videos came out the way they were slammed and everybody said oh this is the privilege of india showing its privileges um clearly you know there is obviously some amount of empathy that we all need just put yourself in another person's shoes uh, when people ran away from quarantine uh, uh, centers i don't think that is correct 
Um, but some of them talked about really, really bad um, conditions yeah. where they were being kept. I saw some of the photographs. Uh, Manisha just spoke about the, yeah. the need for, um, for you know, having your own room. Uh, they were sharing rooms. They were sharing bathrooms. Uh, food and water wasn't necessarily in the best. I think there have been good examples and bad examples. Obviously, we've seen some great examples of quarantine as well. Besides that, I mean, we've been seeing the reaction to some, you know, if you say pilgrims in Iran are stuck and can't come back to India and don't know how to survive. And at the beginning, they were actually not being helped either by the Iranian government or by the Indian embassy. Um, the, the, uh, the average reaction was, well, what do they mean by going for a pilgrimage at this time? Obviously, they didn't know that they were right. going in to risk, um, you know, people, OCIs who are stuck outside uh, or Indians who are traveling abroad, you know, it'll be like, oh, these are, they can afford to go to a hotel. Well, maybe they can't. Maybe the student who's been uh, thrown out of his, his college was living on a full scholarship uh, and now really cannot survive. Um, while they're outside. So all I'm saying is we understand everyone is going through a certain amount of hardship. Uh, we do need a little more empathy for each other. The one thing scary with this uh, India not allowing students and, uh, you know, Indian nationals to come back is, so how long is it going to go on for, say, till the, I think, till the end of March? If shit hits the roof in UK, they're not going to care. Like their health officials would find our people there a burden. Mm. So I think yeah. this could be very scary for Indians there also because... They would want you to go back. Your Mm. country doesn't want to take you back. So it can create a lot of panic. I mean, I would be terrified. Exactly. In in countries which are like really burdened. You know, Manisha, I already saw that video. But there was a video by an an Indian business traveler who was stuck in Manila. And he said when he went to the airport and said to them, listen, I just want to go home. uh, The officer apparently said to him, uh, sir, this is not our fault. It seems your country doesn't want you. Yes, I saw that. Um, So we do have to... I mean, yeah, obviously, really de- desperate yeah. times ask for desperate measures, but you're absolutely right. I, I think this is where triage comes in and one realizes that it, it seems heartless, but now it's everyone has to take that call and it's we're seeing it in the sense that... Hmm. I remember Samir had told me once from ORF, he says, you know, when a world leader takes a decision of saying that, no, we will not put our carbon emission at cuts at X, we will put it as like 15% less. He has pretty much signed a death warrant for about 100,000 people because that will lead to 100,000 deaths because of exposure. But you haven't done it directly that I want those 100,000 killed. But certain decisions you take kill people. Doctors do that. That's the whole concept of triage at, you know, mobile surgical hospitals. That the person who has the most chance of surviving, they'll operate on him and they let the other guy die. Because you have limited... Now, it's not fair, but I think that is a reality that people who are taking tough decisions are faced with every day and now we just get to see those decisions. No, but what I worry is, unfortunately, I don't think this is, like, from all indications, it doesn't look like it's a coherent policy. They're just doing this on the fly. Even in Modi's speech, if you remember, the only thing he said the government will do other than everything he asked people only to do was that the they have set up a committee, a COVID response team under the no no under the finance minister central and everybody who has even passing familiarity with India will know that if you don't want to do anything you set up a committee right and I was just reading in the morning newspaper that they are asking for 
stakeholders usual those terms stakeholders for responses and feedback and everything i mean right now you should be on a war footing trying to figure out how to bring these people back why to take them i mean people in italy and iran they're not going to get i don't think they'll get healthcare there right sure they're not going to go to the hospital what is the plan yeah. you're shutting down the borders for a for a week what after that is there a is there a plan well, and they're uh, not telling the people they, what i think is th- to this be done. is this is something that the us has cracked no matter what the situation they have daily briefings even if it's a murder the local police yeah. that we have found is you won't have people you know going into the space and hame ye mila wo mila in fact during that entire tahir hussain uh, delhi riots case yeah. like there were reporters going in and handling stuff see we found this like dude mm. if you found this like what <laughs> are the cops doing it's all lying around there for you guys to find but before we let sohasini go i was hoping that something like this would make news at least you know non partisan on this issue but i was dismayed okay. to see certain channels have said pakistan marega corona ki maut hmm. uh, although the numbers yeah. are there pretty alarming in pakistan yeah, yeah. they are rising fast uh, yeah were, and the same problem 150 cases same south asian problem there also where people are not adhering to the authorities they're going around holding parties so oh, i saw this and that sorry 447 is the number I there I saw this sorry I saw this video yesterday from Bangladesh hmm. I think it's genuine because people have said it's genuine 10000 people congregating to pray Yeah right yeah that's that's a disaster but uh, in all fairness in a lot of places in India at least that has stopped That has stopped Tirupati uh, has shut Iskon has shut most big mosques and masses But I think Abhinandan you make an important point you know we really do have to move on from uh, the partisanship because I think uh, coronavirus you know it may be just like any other pandemic you know people have spoken of the spanish flu they've spoken of uh, all kinds of other cases after all we no longer fear h5n1 or h1n1 the way we used to uh, just a few years ago so maybe coronavirus will also uh, be controlled but it's uh, it's damage around the world is there for everyone to see the economies the fact that flights have got shut means what that the airline industries are going to be in trouble hotel industries are going to be in trouble uh, as you pointed out small businesses in india businesses that were already reeling from demonetization gst ec- economic issues are now to reel from this so uh, i i think we do, we do have to understand that what we're looking at is that even the recovery from corona is going to be very hard all around the world it would be it would be a great thing let's put it that way it would be a great thing if our leaders decided not to make this partisan not to make this political as i said the idea that trump would put into an ad an ad campaign yeah, that he that's... was calling it the chinese virus but where were the democrats you know that kind of thing is all too familiar for us where we see uh, everybody being made into um, uh, you know anti nationals if they if they don't tow the government and those who want to criticize the government uh, make it all about the politics so i i i do think we need a lot less of that maybe you know the virus has come maybe i'm being over dramatic but uh, it's quite possible the virus has come at a time when polarization is at such a height uh, that people need to take this time take the time they have to stay at home work from home Uh, slow down and think about what they've been saying and doing all this time uh, i think uh, okay. before yeah i swasni made an important point i mean the only as far as we know the only way to stop the spread contain the spread is social distancing 
that is not going to happen unless you tell everybody transparently you have to go out to work don't go out to work we'll give you this much money or we'll Specific make these arrangements yes it everybody can't be generalities. Every, every single person i mean every single class of person that this is going to happen if you have a you you are an uber driver you have an car you have a car we'll put a moratorium on emis for now right. we'll figure out some other way later let's do this yeah, in the gen- meantime I think gen- that, that has that not is, happened uh, I think that, nothing is happening like that specialize in generalities but uh, so asini thank you for joining us we'll let you go you have a recommendation for our audience before you say bye bye well i think dr dang took my first recommendation which was pandemic on netflix only because it's got a lot of information right. um i think this is also a great time to go back and read the classics go back and watch movies you wanted to tom hanks uh, was uh, uh, is in quarantine himself uh, with the virus and, um, and and so a lot of old tom hanks movies i've been watching but particularly it is that cs lewis passage uh which he wrote really about the uh, atom bomb uh that i think reminds us of putting perspective on our fears right now and he said uh essentially that you know we've lived with so many various dangers let us not begin to exaggerate the novelty of our situation it's not to minimize uh what the coronavirus is and the threat from it but don't exaggerate the novelty of our situation uh he went on to say believe me dear sir or madam you and all whom you love were already sentenced to death before uh, the atom bomb was invented in this case the coronavirus was discovered and quite a high percentage of us were going to die in unpleasant ways we had indeed one very great advantage over our ancestors uh, anesthetics but we have that still it is perfectly ridiculous to go about whimpering and drawing long faces because the scientists have added one more chance of painful and premature deaths to a world which already bristled with such chances and which death itself was not a chance at all but a certainty um so there's there's a lot of uh, nice. uh, you know old literature out there uh, that we could go back to and 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 read right. but i would say my recommendation to all those staying home and getting to having time on their hands is read read get off the screens and go read i i have some other recommendation for news laundry employees who are home but i'll i'll say that at the end <laughs> of the podcast but thanks vasini for joining us Uh, thank you thank you for I, having me i shall be on my balcony and of course listen to news laundry and listen to the hindus podcast as yes, well yes do that check out what the hindu has to offer and uh, stay safe work hard thank you That's you awesome. too abhinandan thanks right. bye. So, bye before we move on to the next subject which is madhya pradesh and what's happening there manisha and mehrajal philasin i have a few emails to read we've got a lot of emails from our subscribers this week so i will not read complete emails the longer ones but the gist i guess This one is from Vishal. He says, um, "Dear Abhinandan, it's my pleasure to support the team in my tiniest effort in this fight for freedom from the new age of misinformation and biased news. Just wanted to mention that I'm a PhD student at University of Texas, and this gift came from my stipend. I wish I could do more, since the stipend kept on getting delayed and administrative issues, etc. Nevertheless, more power to you and to the team. Keep up the good work. I don't have a Facebook account, but here's my Twitter handle at Vishal Zaid. So, uh, those of you wondering, Vishal has gifted us a mic." and he has bought this from the stipend he gets as a student so that's very generous vishal thank you so much so many of us supporters and subscribers have stepped up some have co- offered to contribute through articles so just giving you a little heads up going forward we are taking a decision to minimize our on ground reports prateek is right now in chatisgarh reporting i hope he gets back home quickly because i would not be comfortable with him on the ground at times like this that to in chatisgarh away from you know medical facilities we are going to be cutting down on any people going on the ground i hope our subscribers understand that means 
fewer ground reports at least in the short term i think that's important also we're looking at a massive downturn those of you who've read the papers this morning have already seen the kind of job losses that are staring the indian economy in the face uh, news platforms and newsrooms will see huge losses you can take that from me for sure because the first place where ad- where companies cut is the advertising and if you're dependent on advertising you will have to lay off people i hope our subscribers can convince another subscriber another friend or two to subscribe because if we can keep our subscriber numbers fairly high we can make sure that we don't have to do any layoffs that is going to be our attempt but at the same time do expect fewer ground reports i hope you understand why then this email comes from dhiraj bhandare hi all i'm not a medical person i'm only using trusted sources to come to this judgment manisha said that people who wanted to be tested should be tested and there was a lament that there was not enough testing centers well then you've said there is here are some facts which you can correct me there is no cure for the virus the methods used is self isolation for 14 20 days old generation gets it the questions you have dhiraj is is there anything to gain by testing yourself considering there is no cure testing only affirms your belief if you do not have compromised immune system or you are not older are you not obstructing the person who might have a chance to survive and who is not tested asap my belief is that you suspect yourself to have the virus self isolate if you don't trust indian health ministry use guidance from cdc who and others but report yourself to the authorities i understand the paranoia but we also need to be humane he says that if our resources need to be used judiciously and there is a lot of misinformation being spread but cdc who ministry of health are all saying the same thing so dhiraj i hope the doctor today answered some of the questions and your concerns i know he definitely addressed some of the ones i had but uh, there is a lot of reading in fact news laundry has a piece up is it up already uh, with links to uh, corona related reading yeah, we, we, we are uh, we are adding this uh, video about the symptoms and how to prevent the spread with every corona related piece we put up right so we will have reading lists prescribed reading lists about corona so at least we can yeah yeah and we have a list up we put it up about what you should read and what you should know about it so that's already up also um for those subscribers who were looking forward as i was looking forward to the conferences in uk and then i was planning to come to ireland on a speaking gig another subscriber who was a professor called me all those travels are off uh, we're not even sure about the media rumble because uh, mm-hmm. earlier while we thought that this would get over by april may june it may not and the media rumble is a big event for us and if that doesn't happen it will be a huge blow but i hope we can overcome all this because we have you guys to support us because you guys pay to keep news free now what's happening in madhya pradesh mr kamalnath will not be giving so many shows and ads i see a lot of television programming mm, all over yeah even i noticed a lot so now we'll see those kamalnath will be replaced by what's his name shivraj mama ji <laughs> what's up Uh, well i mean he's resigned and there's going to be a floor test at 5 that's it that's the latest everyone's waiting for the 5 o'clock isn't that a dangerous thing to do in these times i mean all uh, these people mostly old all people of them congregate. all together i saw this really funny tweet by shantharur uh, shashitharur yeah. sanu said that are you guys also having issues with dealing with a boomer like he's just refusing to not uh, you know stop going to the parliament and why doesn't he get it so i think <laughs> I thought that was funny, but yeah, I mean, of course, congregating is two hundred so, people at least in one building—not a really bright idea. So, what does this do in your view, Meeraj? Does this? You think there's going to be any judgment? You, you know, people say that Janta maaf nahi karegi ki wo take diya palat ke sixteen people paltoed the sarkar, jo tera ditya sindhya ko maaf nahi karegi. Do you think all this matters in politics? Or do you think people give a shit, or they don't really? I don't think so, because I mean, if history is any guide, it has never. 
stopped anybody i mean people really don't care this happens all the time in india i mean this has become a kind of a joke we have an ayaram gayaram kahawat bhi ban gayi hai so i don't think people really care about this and especially in a time like this i mean even worrying about is a bit right too much of a luxury i suppose now ranjan gogoi was sworn in for those of you who are wondering and seeing the what aboutry congress said unprecedented the chief justice getting a rajya sabha seat like this Mr Gogoi's defense his interview to the India today was very lame i mean he tried to be you know aggressive first sign whatever first best way of defense is attack which didn't cut it i think cuts a very sorry figure yeah but the congress is saying is that the previous chief justice mishra what was who deepak mishra who, who was given a rajya sabha seat no no he wasn't given ranganath mishra was given a rajya yeah, sabha seat he was in the cji he was the guy who they had uh, Okay, brought he, into he head of the Bagalpur inquiry and the 1984 inquiry. But they they said that he got um, he, he was, was made a Rajya Sabha member also yeah. after he joined the Congress, like nineteen nine years nine after years he resigned. So they were yeah. saying there was like a cooling off period. I just I I think it was a shame to see a swearing in with shame shame being shouted. I really don't see what would a Chief Justice want here yeah, when you've had a innings like that, you've had a life like that, you have enough resources to leave a. lead an honorable you know retired life what makes indians not want to retire for example you know <laughs> a bill clinton or you know other other than you know russia where they also cling on till death why is it that indians just don't want to walk away into the sunset yeah? that's something i've never understood this is i think the only country in the world where people actually agitate for the retirement age to be raised rather mm. than lowered everywhere else like people are fighting <laughs> for it to be lowered Out here, I don't know. I mean, this and this is apparently the country where, tr- uh, like, ancient Hindu scriptures at least tell you that by sixty you should head to the forest. We should bring those One back prastha. here. Those are the rules <laughs> that should be. No here. one's going to the forest after sixty. If the <laughs> Hindu in Hindu Rashtra has to be like at least, ah, ye to aaja. Start with this. Start with this. But uh, no, and and I think the scenes in uh, Parliament were just so. I mean, so embarrassing for you also, yeah. Yeah. People are, yeah. I, I mean, this is. I mean. the given the credibility of the judiciary right now i mean this was sort of the last nail in the coffin kind of a thing yeah. right so um now this one particular headline that i mentioned where a notice has gone to the telegraph it says covind comma not covid did it hmm. covind is our president and uh, they have been served a show cause notice for uh, what disrespect to the i'll just read it out Press Council of India takes so moto cognizance of the news item appearing in the Telegraph, dated seventeen three, for projection of the first citizen of India in a satirical manner. The Press Council of India, Justice Chandra Mali Kumar Prasad, has noted with concern that the satirical use of the name of the Honorable President of India in the news headline of Telegraph, in its front page, reportage in its issue dated seventeen three twenty twenty, taking so moto cognizance of the issue, the Honorable Chairman has issued show cause notice to the editor of the Telegraph for violation of Norm seventeen bracket one A B. And thirty-one bracket six of norms of journalistic conduct and prima facie of the opinion that satirical comments ridiculing and denigrating the first citizen of the country is uncalled for and beyond the call of fair journalistic comment. Mm. Uh, I can somewhat predictably know what the two of you are going to say, <laughs> but I remember when I had started writing the satire show Gustavi Maaf and the Great Indian Tamasha. You know when we discussed what other areas that we can't that we should stay away from. and it made me very uncomfortable at the time but i was writing for another person so i didn't make the rules i was told that don't say anything about the president because there is some law that you cannot show the you cannot don't say anything about bapu <laughs> and don't use the flag in any of your settings 
because you can be i mean there is an actual punishable offense yeah 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 and i found that bizarre i mean the thing is cuz half the time it is not even implemented right like i have seen rk lakshman make cartoons of bapu he's you know sitting in heaven matlab but now we live in an age it it's like people are so scared ki kuch nahi bolna one would think that as you move forward things become more liberal but the other way is happening i was you know on awful and awesome i had introduced narendra chanchal to our audience and i was listening to his song that bobby you know raj kapoor had introduced narendra chanchal to the world and the first line is beshak mandir masjid todo bullesha ye kehta प्यार भरा दिल कभी ना तोड़ो जिसमें रब रहता इफ टूडे आउट राइट लिरिक्स की बेशक मंदिर मस्जिद तोड़ो यू नो दैट सॉन्ग वुड नेवर गेट रिलीज इट गॉट रिलीज इन दीज कैन यू इमेजिन समथिंग दैट मेक्स फन ऑफ द प्रेजिडेंट इज शोक नोटिस बाय वॉट वर्ल्ड ऑफ इंडिया नो लेस दैट इज दैट इज द मोस्ट डिप्रेसिंग थिंग बाय द प्रेस काउंसिल ऑफ इंडिया पीपल हु आर सपोज टू अपहोल्ड जर्नलिस्टिक फ्रीडम दे आर डूइंग दिस एंड the most i think the most celebrated uh, satire journalistic satire in this country ever is the apu that famous apu ibrahim cartoon of fakhruddin ali ahmed in a tub signing ordinances yes 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 i remember that how how have we come down to this from there yeah yeah no i definitely think press count so there the two aspects to this one i think the headline is quite i am no fan of telegraph's headlines and i don't even like the paper much i think this was this is actually a tweet someone actually tweeted this out and they decided to put it on their front page i think it's a bad pun and it's just a bad headline yeah. i would not want it on my newspaper and i think the second thing for me i do think that this president is dalit and i think that just because he's from the rss or bjp people somehow think it's okay to make fun of him in the way that they would not make fun of other dalit leaders for example i don't think a mayawati could be compared to a virus or even chandrashekhar you know if you were to compare him to some deadly disease punning on his name i do think that because he's dalit there should i just think in india we shouldn't be you know make and not that this should be penalized or whatever i'm fine with the pre- people making fun of the president or whatever calling him out for whatever he does but i do think that in this case you shouldn't be comparing him to a virus at least a newspaper it's just not good form hmm. no i agree i'm not that. i don't think i think the you don't reactions think be action from, you have problem with aesthetic not aesthetic, not aesthetic yeah and i do think I, it, that it, it suppose is, I mean, um, a right wing paper had made fun of mayawati you know comparing her to some virus or some deadly disease there would be a lot of outrage from the left calling it casteist i do think here we kind of ignore that simply because he's an rss man but that's not fair i do think that he i don't think it was called for to call him a to compare him to a virus no this is i mean headline is bad but the thing is if we are going to punish bad journalism in this country 90% of it will <laughs> shut down right press council of india has no business telling a newspaper you are demeaning the president's yes, ability against you mm-hmm. that is the limited point here so, i mean yeah i mean I, i mean i agree with but telegraph i don't think i think the headlines they do to grab attention the headlines become like the amul <laughs> banners you know they're bad How, but i will say this i even this, thought that anti national and spinderella were really terrible some headlines. some of them are like okay some but some are fun, yes, but yeah, yeah some, but, some but do if you got to churn it out that regularly some will be bad i mean that those yeah. hits and misses are an acceptable part of satire and i say this as someone who had to write three scripts a day mm. you know between 2004 2010 but manisha you know i on the dalit bit i disagree you know i think this is also a, a bit of an overwokeness thing where something that is not about caste it is not about gender it is it is a by genuine i don't mean aesthetically appealing by genuine i mean it is clear the intent is to lampoon or satirize satirize an action of a constitutional head which is clearly partisan or problematic 
you can't I, i think if you bring caste into everything or gender into everything then one weakens the case on you know racism or casteism or sexism you know just like and i remember when new zealand had just come about we put out this cartoon of sagrika ghosh i don't know if any of you saw her show it was a terrible show i mean she had the show after rajdeep so mm. it was an ibn she's a terrible moderator it was it was a really shit show and she just scream and we had this and the 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 kind of arguments or the you know whatever one may think about barkha her shows are very solid the guests are solid the content is solid and we made this cartoon of sagrika as a little girl just screaming hmm and i remember some oh that sexist would you have done the same if it was rajdeep sure i would yeah i mean everything is not about gender if you are doing a shit job you'll be called out if you're dalit if you're a woman overworkness is a real problem i mean you can make fun of think, someone i don't think i mean i think yeah that's what i'm saying it's fine to criticize him in the same way that it's fine to criticize mayavati but i do think the same people I mean I do think that if this was someone from the left spectrum there would be Then a lot of outrage. A... And I do think I think in Dalit in the case of Dalit icons or Dalit leaders there's some value in being careful. But the problem in with... how you even criticize them because they have been they have borne the brunt of a lot of demeaning uh, caricaturizing through centuries. I do think there's some merit to it. No, the, this is careful. yeah, yeah, that's true. But the problem with this kind of like identity politics, where everything comes down to identity, is I mean, we were I think we were talking about it the other day. If it's only feminism, what was that slogan we were talking about the other day? Sisters before something, sisters before everything or something. So by that metric, yeah. there was this some woke slogan called "Sisters before everything," like something. Anyway, so the point is, if that is the criteria that you are a woman you're breaking the glass ceiling mm. that is the only that should be the only consideration okay sadvi pragyas is the best <laughs> empowerment story right from nowhere to like a parliament member but you can't ignore the rest of it or even navika for example becoming yeah, exactly. head i mean she it's is too a she's one of the top journalists in this country right now mm. that alone shouldn't be the consideration that she's a woman there's a right. lot of other stuff also mm. Right there's this other email from a subscriber Ayush Ayush says I'm writing to you again with an email praising your recent content you have somehow despite minimal resources become a beacon of news in the true sense of the word ramping up ground reports nuisance critiquing the media along with dispersing information and busting misnomers this and the pieces by people like Vivek Call have made news laundry a one stop shop for all news I think Meharaj's interviews are absolutely brilliant. I think he is the NL candidate for a seen unseen kind of long form interview podcast mm. and is a brilliant addition to the team. Thank you. That's very kind. Puts forth complex ideas are breaking them down into simple practical points of view. Please do fix the app as I am still having issues listening to Hafta on the website using Apple devices with constant timeouts on SoundCloud. Also your paywall does not work as many friends have said that they were able to access content without paying. <laughs> oh, okay. Tell We those friends them. to behave I I don't think किसी और की तरक्की देखनी देख के इतनी खुशी होती है जितनी एन एल की देख के मिलती है एंड आई है सब्सक्राइब फॉर मोस्ट थ्री ईयर्स थैंक यू सो मच अयूशली स्वीट विट टच ट्रूली इट फील्स लाइक आई एम वेस्टेड इन योर गाइज सक्सेस एंड सो मेनी अदर सब्सक्राइबर्स डू विच इज़ वॉट इज़ रिक्वायर्ड फॉर अ सब्सक्राइब बेस्ड मॉडल फाइनली आई वॉन्ट टू रिकमेंड वॉक्स यूट्यूब चैनल एंड ऑल्सो इट्स एक्सप्लेन सीरीज ऑन नेटफ्लिक्स ऑल्सो डर्टी मनी डॉक्यू सीरीज ऑन नेटफ्लिक्स Sorry if this has already been recommended as I saw nuisance use one of the Vox clips on the pandemic. Thanks Ayush. Yeah, I've I've used another one for this episode. Actually Vox has done some brilliant explainers under 6 minutes, 7 minutes. They've really like broken down this whole pandemic 
story of the origin why social distancing matter really well done and they have so mastered yeah, the really, form also the explainer yeah. form and video i mean script wise yeah. they're so brilliant they're yeah. so simple but then again do you see their credits there's like 10 people doing one, that one, one show yeah. video yeah. Yeah. huge thanks ayush for those kind words i do hope you guys feel invested in our success because like i said uh, the next year and a half is going to be a very tough one for all of us so we hope uh, people like you do continue to support us spread the word so we can retain a fantastic team you know i i'm going to talk about this today i've spent the last 2 3 days interviewing i've been doing about 10 15 interviews a day and uh, it's heartbreaking the amount of good people out there who are looking for jobs mm-hmm. and they just don't have jobs i'm shocked at the kind of mediocrity that you see in broadcast when they're such amazing people and miraj you know i mean it's a bizarre statistic i mean if you just go by the numbers out of the out of 35 40 people i've interviewed over the last week there must have been about 15 kashmiris yeah i mean as a you know 15 or 40 is a, i mean population wise it's not yeah. it's a way out liar in in numbers uh have they come down from kashmir no the i people? interview them on skype on on video oh, call because uh, now i can interview them on video call earlier could you do that mm. and they are willing to come on such low salaries and they are smart informed educated enthusiastic yeah. and and the media industry there has been killed it's been killed and you know why? And i mean, i just so feel that you know if i had the money i'd just fucking hire all of them and you could kick everybody's ass because we'd have a newsroom which was so amazing there are some of these young girls you know someone's in pune someone's in bangalore they want to come here report the kind of shit they're doing is just crap and you wonder there's such amazing people out there and yet the news ecosystem is so shit which means that this is one industry which merit and this is i mean it triggered a piece maybe i'll write it now that we're going to be home and i'll spend less time yelling at people so i'll spend more time writing you know if you're fucking talking about merit start with our own industry true mm. even if you assume that things are going by merit the amount of undeserving morons in significant positions yeah. and the amount of amazing people looking for jobs clearly merit is not at play here it is something and if that is true for other industries fuck your merit argument because it's not working on merit anyway i mean we now even have data like we did those reports last year about gender and uh, caste representation that doesn't happen like for no reason yeah there are structural reasons for that and we were talking last week about how judiciary has become so nepotistic mm. the politics also and same thing happens in the media in every industry now yeah. that's the problem and the problem with this is i mean nepotism doesn't work without mediocrity yeah it doesn't that work without exactly. yeah, it doesn't work without corruption because see it's easy like uh, if you talk in the particular context of kashmir it's, it's most wonderfully you can understand it you have this bunch of people who are willing to do your bidding so you put them in positions of power they have to be corrupt because that is the only way you can keep them there that is the way you can control you them have influence. and then you through them you get their like other so you occupy people. their entire space yes and they are under your heel because they are corrupt you can go after them any time they are incompetent if you they are always worried that if you put them out they won't get a job anywhere else yeah yeah so that's the how in the fact, ecosystem it was, works it was so funny one of the girls uh, whoever was interviewing she was in pune so she asked me how come you called uh, how come you scheduled an interview i was like dude like you applied for a job what were you expecting she says no i didn't expect it because no one calls you just because you sent a resume i was told by my seniors and she has worked for some important people that unless yeah yeah someone all forwards all your resume yeah. Yeah, yeah. no one's even going to have a look yeah, at it yeah 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 it true. goes to the dustbin that's true 
most organizations don't it's all but word of mouth thankfully we have i mean a system in place uh, we posted a position for the desk yeah. and we got more than like 130 140 i mean that's like really that's crazy 130 140 cvs mm. and we have made sure to at least reach out to each one of them and telling them we'll get yeah. back to you and I mean, stuff we, even i have a first short list yeah but first level on the phone just to get you know the basics but yeah there's some really good people out there said this email is from ruchir Hi, Newslaundry team. I'm a year-old subscriber. I like your work, especially podcasts, and I'm too lazy to read. I always keep waiting and checking for your website from Wednesday to hear new podcast episodes, as I don't want to miss any names. So I want to say I love all NL team as a team makes work perfect, not one single person. Even if I don't agree on all points you mention on Hafta, I always like to hear different opinions and discussions on a topic with different viewpoints. Well, by the way, Ruchir, before I go on with your mail, you'll be happy to know. that you'll hear a lot more podcast because with this home quarantine thing what probably we're going to be putting into place today and manisha raman sir atul mehraj and i will just talk to everybody is that while they are home they can just record you know content news related content commentary and we can upload it as podcasts um because i think that is easier to do when you can't move around much then uh, he goes on to say some time ago all your podcasts except the awful and awesome what talking about the same issue which i felt repetitive but i noticed improvement in recent podcasts and they are touching upon different subjects please keep this up or improve more by adding dif- more different topics as corona is a hot topic and lastly half and last hafta manisha was complaining about doctors not testing everyone i just want to make a comment and provide some information apart from south korea no country in the world is able to provide a test for corona on a personal wish at the moment doctors have to identify potential patients rather testing each patient rather than testing each patient because of fewer kids this is not a good situation i personally don't like it too much but at least it'll provide care for a person who actually needs it in italy the doctor did the same thing and did not test a patient for corona who had pneumonia for four or five days as he or she did not visit china and now they have widespread diseases in italy and eu and a couple of our doctors died too because of corona i live in germany and here if you have symptoms for corona or flu then you cannot visit a doctor you have to call a helpline and do self isolation for 14 days authorities send someone to check you and take your sample for testing in a couple of days if you face breathing problems and only then will they admit you otherwise it's only self isolation developed countries like italy france germany failed to react and handle corona in time in that scene at least our government's efforts are good or maybe it is by luck that we have very few cases another note about corona keep distance from others and keep washing your hands i have technical suggestions for better management of subscriber groups and messaging platforms now you are using whatsapp group chats and have different groups but i think there is a better method using an app and a website called discord it is a gamer app where one can create different channels within a single group and people can then chat on each channel related to that particular topic i think if you could give it a try it would be a much better alternative to managing all your single and separate groups you can create channels for each podcast also and you can create channels for each region and people can again then go to suitable channels for them to communicate with you that's a fantastic idea so i'll i'll check that out shardul is shaking his head <laughs> but I, i i i don't know why okay so he says it's a news platform may bifurcate the audience but okay we shall take this into consideration with the outreach team chitranshu and gang so um anything else you guys want to talk about before we wind up and i have a few announcements to make i think that's about it everybody stay safe wherever you are so shardul has handed me that corruption nepotism is a potent combination just like south american drug cartels is that how they work as well 
All right, so that's yeah. how they manage the show. <laughs> Thank you. Everything Thank is a cartel. But Manisha, would you want to discuss anything before we wind up? No. Okay. So let's hear your recommendations, people. Okay. So one interview by of Larry Brilliant, who was one of the advisors for the movie Contagion. Uh, he's a doctor, and he's given a really nice interview to Wired on what we are facing with the coronavirus. He also was one of the doctors who helped defeat smallpox. Uh, there's a. Um, I rarely read science pieces because no matter how well written they are, they I just can't understand a lot of it. What but did you study in your plus two and? Arts, yeah, I've been an arts student. I ditched science on in tenth, science and maths both. Got rid of them as soon as I could. Um, but there's a really good piece in New York Times today that explains how the coronavirus takes over your body. It's really it's written like a thriller. So that's really nice. I'm also like um, now this is where like my science, my my difficulties with science comes in. I've really been fascinated by bats because most of these viruses are apparently are coming from bats, including Ebola, all the coronaviruses. I've been trying to read some science papers on it, but they're so difficult to read. But I read one piece in CNN, which talks about how basically bats uh, have these dangerous pathogens because they're the only mammals that fly. So they are able to spread it a and because they have to fly twice in a day, so they and that creates heat. So their body goes into a fever mode. So most of these pathogens in them uh, can withstand high temperatures. And bats basically then this is one of the reasons why they're host to really these dangerous oh, viruses. But it'll be really great if our listeners are really accomplished PhD and you know. Yeah, one of them can send us can a simple. Can tell us yeah why are bats why are these things coming out of bats <laughs> why, they, this, why, why are they such a curse to humanity <laughs> no apparently they're not then the piece also talks about why it's not the bats fault it's humans we're just because of deforestation and because of the stress that we're causing to their ecology they're shedding some of this which is coming in contact with us but it'll be great if someone can actually write to us tell us you know the bat story yeah there was this in guardian this, article like, also what, some uh, be uh, about how because we've been destroying the environment so much going into forests and stuff most of the things, the dangerous viruses and bacteria that we are coming into contact with now have only happened in like last 60, 70 years. Right. Because the rate of destruction has increased. Mm. Oh, and I also wanted to suggest today's op-ed by the president. It's slightly philosophical. It's in the Indian Express. But I thought he touches on some important things where I found it really like, you know, smug or conceited of human beings when you, you know, you have Trump saying we will defeat the virus or we will win. I mean, why should human beings win? viruses i mean we are we've lived on this earth for so long and we've treated all life as shit for so long and not cared at all about what we do to other living so beings it's time for us to die maybe the virus should win this one so nice so, i mean okay. it was it was a nice piece that you know we should really reflect and Is think this about what the our president own. has said he hasn't said that he hasn't said the virus <laughs> okay. should win but he's, no <laughs> that's my own uh, philosophical <laughs> tangent but he basically says that it's time that we slow down and think about what we're doing to this earth and what we've done to other living beings and that a small virus is now put us our great lives in danger we should really think about I mean, what we've done really, for know, so long. Th- these are the times when you really, I mean, the religion has so much advice to give, even if you don't believe in religion as mm. such. I mean, how tiny, I mean, this tiny organism, which is not even living, like, by right. most calculations, entire humanity, humanity it has brought to its knees. Mm. How ig- insignificant we are, despite our all our technology and everything and whatnot. I mean, we are trying to go to the stars and then th- there's this one dust particle from somewhere which just says okay hold on our producer was trying to say something no No. New York Magazine New York Magazine 
Hmm. That piece that I was talking about is not in the New York Times. It's in the New York Magazine. I see. The one on how coronavirus affects the body. Well, about what you were saying, um, I think you know, I was just thinking like now that we're in it, it seems normal. I mean, okay, not normal, but it doesn't seem like such a big deal. But I was talking to my niece the other day, and she says that my school is closed and I'm back home. So now, is this it? Like till summer, I'm just going to be home, and at best, we go down and play basketball. And is this how my whole summer is going to be spent? Mm. <laughs> and I was thinking, yeah, fuck, man. You know, we took our childhood for granted. It's a shit world, yeah. It's a fucking shit world. It's it's anyway. So yeah, your recommendations. Uh, so two pieces. One is the Indian Express article by Pratap Bharu Mehta, the Gogoi betrayal. It's called. It's about uh, how what Justice Gogoi has done by accepting the Rajya Sabha uh, nomination. How disastrous it's going to be for the judicial system in this country, its integrity, and what it always stood for. And basically, his idea is that it's just over with now. There's nothing left. And the other one is uh, people are now kind of getting coming to grips with how this pandemic is going to devastate ec- economies throughout the world. And India has already been the economy has been stressed, and this is only going to get worse from now on. And Vivek Kaul has been consistently writing about since the Yes Bank thing started, two three pieces regularly, basically trying to tell us that this is not just an isolated ca- case. this whole economy the financial sector in particular is on very shaky grounds so it might not even stand the shock that is happening now yeah. the pandemic hopefully let's hope that doesn't so, it yeah, doesn't come to that of, but uh, if you read pieces. his pieces you i mean this is on i don't know this is on such thin ground the economy the financial sector in mm. india i mean it it's a miracle it's still standing right now i think vivek calls thodi savings ki advice le leni chahiye ha le lo i think yeah, he knows yeah. everything usse pooch ke yeah the best thing him. to do is i mean <laughs> in the short term i don't know how the pandemic is going to uh, like affect all these things but the short term advice is if you have money put it in a lot of different banks don't keep it at in one, one place yeah or just don't save that's always been my mantra oh, <laughs> there's great. going to be a water riot we're going to be living in tents and there'll be war so just fucking okay. the joke is on people who save <laughs> you're being very flourish <laughs> before i give you my recommendations i have three announcements one is that we have two new nl sena projects one is who owns your media much of this has already started actually we'll start unroll rolling it out in another week or two we are looking at media organizations large and small their ownership patterns what else they own what are the conflicts of interest it takes a lot of time effort and resources to do this So do go to our subscription page and top this up. I think we've already collected almost three lakh, and three and a half lakh was the target. Then the NL Sena project, the new New Delhi. This is those of you who've been reading the Central Vista redesign. That means the entire Rajpath area, new offices, new South South Block, North Block. It will be huge, thousands of crores of your taxpayers' money. We're going to be doing a deep dive into it. Articles, videos. What exactly is it? Look at it dispassionately and its implications. We're talking to. experts you know some of the finest minds from urban planning architecture and stuff so do contribute to that project and finally this is going to be the last episode that will be uploaded on castbox we are discontinuing the service so if you're still a castbox subscriber do me email us at contact@newslawney.com and please put castbox in the subject line i repeat write to us at contact@newslawney.com and write castbox because some of you were subscribing through castbox we're discontinuing that because it made it impossible to give those subscribers access to the rest of the website for technical reasons so now you can only subscribe through news laundry so those are my three announcements also spread the word tell others and now more than ever we need 
a subscriber supported model because over the next year or two with the private sector all but fucked it's only government advertising that is going to be sustaining news and uh, you know what that will mean the recommendations i have are all planet money they have three fantastic podcasts one is the test shortage a short supply of test kits and it's the us context but it it's a nice insightful bit then how to test a country this is very interesting there's a longer one and lastly i want everybody to listen to this especially people from news laundry working from home so it's an interesting conversation about working from home how it works how it doesn't work how the productivity is does it go up does it go down it really depends on where it is i've read a lot of articles on this subject actually and um, you know uh, many people many articles that i've read have have suggested that for senior management it's more efficient but for the young colleagues it is less efficient so work from know, home working from home i mean f- from all what that do I'm you think manisha do you f- i mean that is that is what i'm getting from a lot of people i speak with i feel work from home is more productive for me that your senior management ha huh. but because one is i think in office because you're coming to a space you tend to waste more time i think when you're home you're anyway guilty of like there's no structure so you kind of self discipline more for me at least so i may take that one hour break but i won't like when you're office you're constantly like loitering or trying to avoid work I think at least i do that when i'm at home i'm very concentratedly working for me unfortunately i think it's the other way around because when i was like doing just my own work without the administrative stuff and all that mm. it was easier just work from home mm. in your zone and do whatever you have to do if you have to like coordinate with other people and stuff so it becomes it's easier if you are work from home Yeah also I think it has to do with what stage of your career you're at. Yeah, you know when you're older you are more mature if you're younger you'd like to go for yeah, also what kind of work what kind of work and what kind of like tools yeah. you have how much you have to coordinate with people and So guys subscribers do write in to us if you have any area expertise send pieces we'd like to keep a lot more content and news and valuable you know write ups going up on news laundry but we will be tightening our spending and we will be tightening you know how much in harms where we put our colleagues through ground reports so if you have any suggestions how we should negotiate the next 2 3 months write into us at contact@newslawney.com or you can write to me directly at abhinandan.sekri@gmail.com i repeat abhinandan.sekri@gmail.com and uh, let's negotiate the next few months together yeah and emerge from this stronger with a whatever herd battle immunity immunity whatever with manisha seems to subscribe to manisha is on a mission to destroy destroy us all i know my god depressing immunity on that note i'll leave you with this song it is i mean unfortunate the conditions that have led to this but well they have led to this i thought you leave with staying alive bgs that's what the song is you are you are clearly were ah, thinking the ah, worst ah, <laughs> but no i will okay. leave you with this i see trees of green red roses too i see them blue for me and you and i think to myself what a wonderful world I see skies of blue and clouds of white. The bright blessed day, the dark sacred night, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. All the news laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform.
Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.